0: It's the 5th Annual Awards Floptacular! Welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. And I'm Stuart Wellington.
1: And I'm Elliot. Which one? Elliot Kalen. Oh, okay. Not Elliot Gould. Unfortunately. <laughs> Good one. Classic classic Elliot joke. Classic Elliot, yep.
0: It's that time of year again, the time for everyone's least favorite episode of the Flop House.
1: Yep. Our annual regrets and shame episode. <laughs> what? Stuart, what are you most regretful about this year? Uh I regret
2: putting that mogul in the ski slope that busted Dan's knee Wait, on Wait, what? Shh. Yeah.
1: Sh- sh- you weren't supposed to say that, and also that was going to be mine. <laughs> now I've got nothing to talk about. What a weird twist ending that would be. <laughs> I
0: put a mogul on your ski slope to steal your podcast away. <laughs> yep. But then I realized it was too much work,
1: so I just let you keep doing it. The original
2: I... script for The Lady Killers,
0: I think.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, it, was called, it was originally called The Leg Stealers. Uh... Wait,
2: I was trying to steal his leg by
1: fucking (laughs) it up with a mogul? when you get his leg, you get his power. (laughs) Uh, uh, I don't want to
0: draw the curtain back too much, but this is the first uh, episode after my knee surgery. Also, Stuart has had a stressful day, so buckle in for some laughs. And I'm just tired.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Elliot
2: stayed up too late last night. Watching the Academy
0: Awards.
1: Watching the 74th? uh, (laughs) 74,000th Annual Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. They predate history. In fact, it's now believed that the Venus of Willendorf was actually an early Oscar. (laughs) It was awarded to Best Cave Painting, the Lascaux Caves. Nowhere near Willendorf. So, you know, I don't know how they did it.
0: Yeah, uh, which brings us to the point. uh, Today's episode. We don't have a movie for this episode. Whenever you're listening to it. It will be the awards floptacular. (laughs) <laughs> they could probably
1: look at the <laughs> <their palm laughs> or whatever. Who's that over on the red carpet? Why, it's Stuart Wellington. <laughs> Who are you wearing, Stuart? <laughs> um, Whose wearing... skin are you wearing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I'm wearing Stuart's skin. Duh. <laughs> I'm wearing uh, jeans by Levi,
1: Oh, and t-shirts by
2: some t-shirt company I don't want to look at the tag
1: for. And look over here, it's Dan McCoy hobbling down the red carpet. Dan, whose crutches are you wearing this evening? Uh, they were uh, issued to me by the hospital for special <laughs> surgery. <imitates> <sometimes running> <balance> it's everyone's favorite, the corrector, Elliot Kalin. <laughs> oh, 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 stop, stop! Yes, I'm here. <laughs> wearing <laughs> what appears to <Geld> be a striped <Nickel> conversAT- polo shirt. <laughs> yep, it's a striped polo shirt from Stripeys of <laughs> Beverly Hills. And I'm wearing this is a this is a true story. The jeans Boris Karloff was buried in. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> hopefully that got you in the awards. <laughs> mood. It's the Floptacular Awards, the 75th annual Floptacular Awards of the Flop House is brought to you by Rolled Gold Pretzels. The rollediest and the goldest. If it's not gold, it might be rolled gold. We we haven't even gotten to that sheet and of dove paper of soap. jokes you wrote down. <laughs> Soap made out of birds. <laughs> <laughs> you want to smell like a dead bird? Get Dove Soap and Pert Plus. It's like Pert with something extra added to it. What is the plus? Shh, that's our surprise. It's
2: Dandruff Creator.
1: <laughs> it's a uh, vicious cycle. All those sponsors and more, Ringing you too. The Flop Awards, mm-hmm. the Floptaculars, also known as the Floppies, also known as the Oscar Followers. <laughs> Here are in the we... glamorous Dan's apartment theater. <laughs> we don't,
2: we didn't, we don't do enough characters normally, so I'm glad we're doing, fun, yeah. f- we're doing funny bits. Hey, why? Who's That's that on the doing. red
1: carpet at the Floptacular? <laughs> it looks like film star Daniel Craig. <laughs> hello, hello. And who's this coming up to him? It's film star Clive Owen. Hello, hello. And it's singing songbird Adele. <laughs> 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 Hold on. That's what Adele sounds
2: like. No, that was the house cat pushing Adele <laughs> out of the way.
1: He doesn't play by rules except for his own. <laughs> that's true. The house cat had to get. To, he is chaotic neutral. He has to, he had to get to his seat. Okay, Adele, that's a singer. Mm-hmm. I is. saw her sing a song last night. She did sing a song, you and she won, identified her as and a singer. She won an Oscar. So what? So Dan, what do we do on the Flop Tacular? Well, uh, aside from pretend celebrities are here. <laughs> well, look, it's Michael kane everybody. It's me, Michael Caine. I have appeared
0: in uh, one movie this year, The Dark Knight Rises, which is about a
1: knight who is both dark and rises. And look over there, that's James Caine. I'm sorry, James Khan James Kahn <laughs> is the name. I'm so sorry. It's, don't go. No, don't go, sir. Oh, well, good thing none of us can do a James Con impression. He got mad and left. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Traditionally. That hasn't stopped everyone else we can't do impressions of. <laughs> good point. From good
1: leaving. Point. They just keep showing up. Well, look over there. It's pasta star chef boyardee (laughs) well i can't do it for this year's a flop particular awards now you're not in the film business no but i've fed my fair share of the movie stars thank you very much Uh, chef (laughs) my best to mrs boyardee (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so what do we do with these things dan uh we uh, uh, traditionally let
0: me refresh your your mind you got through a whole
1: sentence that time, Ellie.
0: It was because you were drinking water. I was water, drinking right? water, yeah. Uh,
1: Luckily, you were there to jump in and pick up the slack
0: before you got through half a paragraph. Regular listeners will perhaps remember that uh, we discussed the Academy Awards program, which we all watched yesterday uh, and paid varying degrees it's of attention. about movies, to. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's the highest honor in the movie business other than uh, making a hit movie that makes a lot of money, having a
1: successful career, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, and then later on, who knows, we might give out a few of our own awards and uh-huh. talk about films that we liked this last year. Yeah. Okay.
1: I can think of three that Stuart liked. Mm-hmm. least this last year? Well, I okay. mean, they're the same three he likes every year. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, Dan, should, what should we start with? You're the host. Let's host it up. The host of the... And now, the host of this year's Floptacular Awards... Dank McCoy! Hey hey, hey
0: everyone, it's me, Dan. Dan McCoy.
2: Is this a bit? (laughs) Yeah, you were trapped on the couch with your leg injury.
0: Yeah. um, How did that affect your Oscar
1: viewing experience?
0: I was more tired and hazy than normal, and I cared less. So, uh, I, I may not... Have as much to contribute, actually, as in years past.
2: Well, I, I watched it in a noisy bar. Yeah, so me too. I think
0: I had a similar experience.
2: I've,
1: too. I've discovered the secret to enjoying the Oscars, Yeah, which is don't worry about tweeting or reading Twitter while you're watching the Oscars. Yeah, I enjoyed it so much more, not feeling like I had to catch up on the jokes or send my own joke-em-ups out.
0: Yeah, that's a secret I wish I had uh, learned. I mean, I had always previously actually enjoyed just watching the Oscars. And then all of a sudden, sometime in the last couple of years, uh, comedy people have become contractually obligated to tweet about award shows. To that everything. So uh, I felt felt prey to that urge and I was tweeting about it um, and uh, I continued to tweet about it until such time as it came time to ice my leg and then I disappeared from Twitter (laughs) mysteriously for 30 minutes.
1: Uh, The greatest uh, trick the devil ever pulled was icing his leg for 30 minutes. Was returning to Twitter after 30 (laughs) minutes. Because I have to say, watching Shirley – it was like – this was my experience last night. Oh, this is a funny opening bit. Okay, it's going on a little too long. Now I'm tired of it. But hey, now some awards. Whatever, I'm having genuine reactions to them. Shirley Bassey, oh, this is great. I love this song. Oh, that's sad. That's right, I forgot Ralph Macquarie died. Now I can mourn him positively. Oh, hey, look at this, some more awards. There was no... I didn't feel the need to snark it up about everything. I still did about some things. I thought the the fact that they had a tribute to the great musicals of the last ten years which is roughly three yeah, or four. Yeah, three, three musicals. There's three musicals, and they didn't put in Hairspray, I guess. <laughs> and that was about it. I thought that was or it. Or Repo the Genetic Opera. <laughs> that would have been so great. <laughs> if they threw in the, what, a Anthony reunion Stewart of the cast of Repo, <laughs> Repo the Genetic <laughs> yeah. Opera. Um, Paris Hilton just shows up. Yeah, perfect. Uh, you know,
0: I guess these things traditionally start with the discussion of the host.
1: How did you guys feel about the host, the movie? The okay. Korean movie. It was great. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's amazing. It. It's a good movie.
0: It could use more CGI monster, though, <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> and fire.
2: It could use more <laughs> fire. It, more of that. It
1: could, it could use more uh, abrupt tonal shifts. <laughs> I don't feel like it had enough. Yeah, of those. I felt like he'd handled those better in uh, some of his other movies. But anyway, uh, so the host. Who was the host? The, Todd uh, McFarlane, Todd... creator of Spawn. <laughs> do you kn- do you
2: know Fia? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: That's my entire when the I finally of my Todd
2: When impression. I
0: finally saw Todd Mcfarlane when like the, he was doing those animated Spawn intros. Yeah. Like I was like, "Oh, this makes sense. <laughs> I get this guy now. I get why all of his things
1: <laughs> are the way was, they like,
0: are. Hyper need to be cool <laughs>
1: cuz it oozes out of his greesy cuz he's pores. so oh, greasy oh. cool. <laughs> greasy? That's a bit much. He is. I think well, what you mean to say is Canadian. Okay.
2: Not as greasy as old Grease Witherspoon, who
1: looked great last night. <laughs> grease with- I like to think Grease Witherspoon is literally a hobo who lives in a rail yard <laughs> and dreams of owning a diner. Somebody's never going to achieve that dream. Or like- oh, that's just old Grease Witherspoon. <laughs> Got any grease for me? Grease Witherspoon sounds to me
0: like, you know, uh, one of those porn stars who thinks that they need to name themselves after a famous actress, but doesn't really understand the concept of what's sexy. (laughs) Like
1: Charlie Chase, the porn star named after a silent film comedian? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So So the the Academy Awards, So the host was Seth MacFarlane, creator of the Family Guy family of shows. And I thought actually, I thought for the most part he did a fine job. It was a little too much singing, and he was a little smirky. But it's a thankless job. I felt like uh, he had some funny jokes, and he left the stage for long periods of time when he needed to. Yeah, uh, but there was just too much, too much musical singing.
0: It seemed like a weird the move, move f- for a guy that I, f- I, ha- I have this impression like wants to be like thought of as this edgy, edgy guy to some degree that like. All I thought last night kind of was like, oh, you know, this is in a couple of years, he could be
1: a passable Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I think he, there's, there's two, there just seem to be two competing sides to him. There's the family guy, Ted, American dad side. Yeah. And then there's the side that does concerts that of man. Broadway musicals. Yeah. 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 Like
2: the classically trained, like Hollywood type, like classic Hollywood type guy. Right? Yeah.
1: And I mean, there's, the, it seems like the move for him right now is to try to become a bigger star. Yeah, which this is a platform for. I mean, I thought he was fine. I did think that
0: uh, he seemed to not have, like a- as someone who has no background per se in like stand-up or something like that, he seemed to have trouble sometimes dealing with, like if things weren't going Yeah, well, he wasn't like, he great, great at rolling the with audience. the punches. Yeah, and there were times when he was just like, Ha! Live television, folks. That's why you do it. Like, You're saying he like lives a...
2: in this insulated bubble of yes men who are laughing at all of his jokes and wearing backwards
0: baseball caps and <laughs> Tiva sandals. <laughs> I don't really know that that's what he said at all. <laughs> no, I just seemed like he got a little sweaty maybe sometimes when things uh, didn't go over.
1: But all in all, he was a funny guy. He was all right. Yeah, he, just the bits were too long. I mean, this is. Obviously, it's the same thing you could say about a lot of Family Guy bits. Is the bit that whole opening bit with William Shatner with like the re- reviews from the future? Yeah. It was like it went on for what fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Yeah. Like that was crazy. That was insanely I could have taken long. Like four poops
2: during that time,
1: <laughs> and the fact that they had two songs during that. Three, if you count the boob song, like... Sure. It was really... That went over, like, gangbusters. <laughs> but, like, even the boob <laughs> On the so- internet. The boob song was, like, a funny gag, but then they did, like, a whole song of it. Like, it should have been, like, a verse, you know? There was a lot of a lot of people singing whole songs during the Oscars when they could have gotten by with a verse and a chorus. Although there's part like of a medley? Me- <laughs> exactly. Well, like, the fact that they sang the whole All That Jazz song, then the whole I'm Not Going song, and then the whole, you know, I assume that's the whole... You're My Friend, whatever, song from Ted that they sang later in the show. Right. And they did a Les Mis medley. Like, it was just like, why are we singing all these songs? Why are we singing the whole song? When Shirley Bassey sang Goldfinger, I kind of didn't expect her to do the entire song, you know.
0: Yeah, but that was the one great moment of the whole thing.
2: That, was, that was like uh, Kirk Douglas coming out. Like, yeah, no, I wh- agree. Like but, seeing something you don't normally see.
1: Yeah, but well, and that's what I liked about it. And what I love about the Oscars when they do it right is they have those things you don't normally see, whether it's... Stars you don't see together or stars doing things you don't normally see or real stars from the classic past coming back that you don't see very much. But for every one of those moments, there was three where it was like, and now the whole cast of the movie Chicago, great, I don't give a shit, <laughs> who
0: seemed to have totally had some sort of him. falling out at some
1: point. <laughs> the movie that <laughs> they didn't—it's not like they were excited to be around each other. No one cares about the movie Chicago. It won Best Picture, and most people don't remember that. Yeah, sure. It I just like, remember
2: that it stole a Best Picture from one of the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah,
1: it's like I was—it's like if you last year they could have done. It was the 40th anniversary of The Godfather, I think, right, last year? Because it came out in 72, I think. they, could, If they had gotten, like, a cast reunion of The Godfather, like Al Pacino and, and uh, Robert Duvall and Diane Keaton and James Kahn and some of the others. Marlon Brando. Not Marlon Brando, probably. <laughs> like, that would have been amazing because that's a group of people that, like, you genuinely don't see together. And it's a movie that is so established as one of the great movies. But, like, to get together, the cast of Chicago, like, oh, there's Renee Zellweger and uh, – Brought Richard Gere up on stage again with Queen Latifah, like together again,
0: <laughs> finally,
1: <laughs> the class of '84.
0: So we got to enjoy the, the original end. Breakfast Club. We're we yeah, we like, like the
1: John Hughes tribute when they had a lot of a lot of the people from his movies like that was a special thing yeah, yeah. you'll to see what that they all aged really no no weirdly. i got to wait yeah i got to witness the
0: moment where <laughs> Renee Zelger's squinting shaded over into eye problems <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it's like to get the chicago reunion is less exciting to me than if they'd gotten like a short circuit two reunion <laughs> oh, it was like course. fisher stevens and mike mckeon and, and johnny five <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that would have been exciting to me <laughs> And now the be? cast of no. Short Circuit 2 Elliot Johnny
2: Five died <laughs>
1: What? No! Didn't
2: you weren't paying attention to the In Memoriam section He was in the In Memoriam
1: <laughs> Oh, if I was an Oscar producer, I wouldn't do it Because I have too much respect for those people But I'd love to stick a fictional character into that In Memoriam <laughs> <laughs> Just put Gizmo in there <laughs> and it died, it, did it. died in the bath <laughs> How oh, ironic! How ironic that this place where he gives life. <laughs>
0: um, I, you know, as someone who grew up though back in the time when, like, when dinosaurs run the earth, <laughs> yeah, when <the> boom, op-
1: <laughs> take that guy who's two years older than me. <laughs>
0: Uh, when the Oscars were a lot more about pageantry, I kind of enjoyed like seeing an old-style Oscars where it's just like, we're going to throw a bunch of fucking musical numbers at you for no reason. Well, I liked... I liked because the pendulum had swung too far in the, to o- the other opposite direction, direction, direction where it was just like, this is going to be efficient, we're going to have an efficient Oscars, no
1: one's going to get to talk, we're going to be out of here by 11. I did like that, that it was an Oscars that seemed to understand, like com- like, the fact of the Oscars is not to get people if anything, even excited about movies. Like the fact of the Oscars is to like have this big bullshit ceremony that goes on forever and does a lot of crazy stuff that you can't see anywhere else, you know? And they did like – they didn't have the like interpretive dancing to the scores stuff. Like there were a few choices they made that were much more efficient. But then they didn't make up for that by – a lot of the things they added weren't added value. It was a long comedy bit or – like. I felt like one of the better comedy bits was the Von Trapp family introduction to Christopher <laughs> Plummer, and it went by very quickly. Like, it was long for an introduction, but it was a quick bit, and it was about a movie. People recognized it. There you go. Done. You're out. You know? But, insti- but the all those musical numbers, I don't know. Like, having Barbara Streisand there was something that I don't really care about, but I could tell was, like, a special yeah. moment. Singing that song in tribute to Marvin Hamlish, like, that's a special moment, even if I'm not – a huge fan of hers but some of the other stuff it was just like i was like who is enjoying this like the barbara streisand thing i could tell who was enjoying it yeah shirley bassey i was enjoying it but some yeah. of the other things
2: yeah for a lot of the other stuff the aforementioned chicago all that <laughs> and the jazz dream group. girls
1: thing well it's just because like the dream girls thing it's like we saw this like a couple years ago it was like when christoph Waltz won for best supporting actor i love him a lot <laughs> but it was like <laughs> yeah. we saw this two years ago <laughs> What? Yeah,
2: stop doing a repeat. <laughs> idiot.
1: The same basic character. <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, that's something to talk about.
0: I feel like Let's were, move to the awards. You lost I, well, points. no, I, I feel you like
1: lost, there you were... lost
2: points in your Oscar pool on that one, didn't you?
1: I lost points. on... I mean, I didn't win my Oscar pool at all. I, thought that's, there I were did few, very a poorly. A few
0: upsets. On it. That's, that's what I want
1: to talk yeah, about. Yeah, like, I was upset <laughs> when they did the whole song from Dreamgirls. <laughs> anyway, but let's talk about the awards.
0: No, but I mean, like, I don't think anyone really expected Christoph Waltz to win. I mean, like, there was some talk about it, but I, you know, like that was. Kind of a surprise. I feel like. I was like...
1: disappointed. I mean, I like him, but I was disappointed that I wanted Robert De Niro to win, and I didn't think he was going to win. But I wanted him to win. So yeah, I think yeah, it, I'm with you.
0: A lot of I think it was weighted towards Tommy Lee Jones, but then there were people who were saying, "Oh, maybe De Niro because it's it's been forever, and this is a great and he was really great."
1: And it would it, like it felt like it would be that kick in the pants to him to be like, "You should be doing more of these." Yeah, you should be doing less like bullshit comedy and horror movies that that pay you a lot of money, but you so, don't do anything in
0: that. But that was a surprise. Like. Quentin Tarantino, I think, winning was a
1: surprise. The Ang Lee winning was a big was surprise. was a surprise to me. I mean, I haven't seen that movie yet, still because it looks so incredibly boring. But, yeah. uh, I've, but it, that was a surprise. There were the uh, what Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> yeah, that's what he won for. Yeah. Well, they gave him the award in theory for Life of Pi, but I know it's just an apology award for Hulk. <laughs> that's the award he was supposed to get for Hulk, but he wasn't nominated. Yeah, like for Ride with the Devil. I was re- I was happy that Jennifer Lawrence won. That's one that I was hoping for and was worried she was going to get shut out because I thought that was a really good performance and she clearly didn't expect to win and my one of my favorite moments of the night was when they played the clips for best actress and they showed jennifer lawrence's clip where she's nuts in that diner and she does that great laugh that is a crazy person (laughs) pretending to be crazier than she is to make a point and revealing how crazy she is and it cut back to jennifer lawrence and she had this look on her face like who the hell was that (laughs) who was that crazy person who let her in uh but what were the what awards were you guys happy to see the winners for? Aside from uh obviously you guys are big argheads. So I mean I was happy
0: Ar- I was happy that uh Tarantino won. I mean, like that's a I think that's a it's an over long, lumpy screenplay, but it's it's a very original screenplay compared to It is
1: the most original screenplay of the <laughs> ones that were nominated.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the other
2: ones were cobbled together with like newspaper
0: clippings. <laughs> yeah. This one was handwritten. I mean, it's
1: not like he needs the validation. In his own, I think no. in his own alphabet. He's already, at this point, he's already established as, I was disappointed. Well, no, like, he
0: doesn't need the personal validation. Yeah. <laughs> his head is big enough. We do not need to. I was
1: hoping that, uh, that Moonrise Kingdom would win for that, but yeah. I knew they wouldn't, so. Hmm. Um, Understandably so. Yeah. It's, it's a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, yeah when we will never win. I I had a conversation with, with uh, former Flophouse guest host Brock Mahan once, where we were like, "Well, I guess we'll just have to rest. His, we'll just have to be comforted, comforted in the fact that when we're old people, we can give Wes Anderson a lifetime achievement Oscar because he's yeah. never going to win one."
0: I mean, I I I you know I like seeing Jennifer Lawrence win. I didn't have a lot
1: emotionally invested. I feel like in any of the obviously there was one bittersweet of, award win for me. Sure. When, when uh when, when the
2: guy who looks like edgar Winner went up and accepted his award <laughs> which for guy her. that looked like edgar Winner?
1: <laughs> <laughs> there were like <laughs> 10 guys yeah, with w- super long blonde hair and various sh- shades of pale yeah all the what the sound editors and various technical awards all yeah, seem to go to sorcerers this year
0: speaking of people looking like people i felt like uh, i liked
1: i did like that stewart was amazed at how many wizards were winning academy <laughs> awards
0: I felt like uh, Nicholson, like looked like Emmett Kelly or something in his, <laughs> he it, yeah, with I mean, his makeup off.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, but when uh, when my uh, mi- when Milburn, New Jersey got won an Academy Award, mm-hmm. that was pretty exciting. And it wasn't you, and it wasn't me. Oh, yeah. don't rub it in. Well, I'm, she's not the first person from Milburn to win an Academy Award. Really? But there's a guy who is a, uh, I think a sound. He's either an editor or sound editor. I think he's an editor who's worked with Ang Lee a lot. Who uh, who mm. lives in town. You ever just go hang Great out? Great story. Other so, other Milburn uh, natives, Belva Plain. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's an admiral. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of talk on Twitter and on Facebook about me being either sad or excited that my ex girlfriend won, sure. and I just want to re- reestablish, and reiterate, not my ex girlfriend. <laughs> Yeah. So did uh, Not you rub someone it in your, I know well Did she so rub it, you it know, in
2: your nose when she won it? No, Elliot. in
1: fact we had no
0: contact whatsoever he, It's been years, there's no need to be a gentleman about this You can kiss
1: and tell <laughs> No, there's no kissing to tell about
2: <laughs> The look Dan just gave you Sent a chill up my spine <laughs>
1: uh, And straight to your penis
0: <laughs> the look of, Yeah, I suppose it was the look of a man Who once asked about someone's wife's
1: ass <laughs> <laughs> On this very podcast We all remember that I mean, um, not this episode. Overall, I was happy yeah. that I was happy that the Academy Awards that no movie like dominated. There was no sweep. There was a lot of sprinklings of awards. I mean, Life of Pi won a lot of awards. It won a lot. Of, it won a fair amount of technical awards, but like the acting awards were spread out among a bunch of movies. I feel
2: like I feel like Lincoln and uh, Zero Dark Thirty were kind of underrepresented compared to previous awards ceremonies this year.
1: A little bit, yes, but la- the last couple of awards ceremonies were very heavy towards Argo, yeah, and not towards too much else uh so i was i mean i was worried that argo was just gonna i mean but argo wasn't nominated for any acting awards like for a, it didn't win best director like i was i just like yeah, well, a, in alan a year Arkin. Were, i thought alan Arkin oh that's was, right it was not for best supporting actor forget about that he wasn't gonna win that though again because he just won best supporting actor for playing a similar role not too long ago but then and people never and the, win for that and people never <laughs> win for that unless they're christoph Waltz. I think
2: everybody was just re- really liked his uh, Saturday Night Live performance. And <laughs> That's they, what we did.
1: and they. But then why did they give Jennifer Lawrence an Academy Award when she was on a terrible episode of Saturday yeah, she Night she was Live? terrible. I mean, she did the best she could with the material of Top Dog Chef and so forth. But
0: <laughs> It had uh, Danielle, that great uh, parody of 70s softcore Europe poem. I
1: liked that a lot, and there was another sketch that I liked that I don't remember now. <laughs> Top Dog Chef, you just said it.
0: No, it wasn't Top <laughs> Dog Chef. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I, you know, I feel like we should move on soon, actually, because there's not a lot more to say about it. But was there any awful things this year that you, uh...
1: What, choices? Or uh, just moments in the ceremony? I think we went, I mean, a lot of the music. (laughs) (laughs) The... I mean, I didn't like it when Jennifer Lawrence fell on the stairs, but, you know... But that I mean,
0: adds a,
2: That adds an immediacy, like mm-hmm. a realism. That's to true. It that does make, add that a makes reality. her
0: seem attainable, Elliot. Sure. <laughs> She's,
2: She's not. Cl- Dan.
1: She's a clumsy girl. She's not a t- Yeah, <laughs> I forgot that was your fetish, clumsy girls. Yeah, that's so why you always
2: good luck, Chuck, all the time.
1: <laughs> he goes to the <laughs> to that porn site, clumsygirls.com, <laughs> where it's just girls falling down and their clothes. I guess yeah. sometimes ripping. Yeah. Most of the time, <laughs> falling down and landing on top of naked men. <laughs> <laughs> so the odds against that are so huge, but. Uh, I, there were, I'm trying to think what moments made me like wince and I mean, there were some, there was some bad banter,
0: banter, but there always is. That was like probably like the, one of my better tweets of the night was like, you play the new uh, Oscar game, which was uh, a bit or teleprompter malfunction because like there were all these things like it it seemed like maybe they were improvising and that was the plan, but maybe like something just went wrong. A tweet that you have to explain. Hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I didn't
1: <laughs> I mean to people watching the show. Was... I didn't word it as clumsily when I tweeted it. He was channeling his favorite porn site clumsygirl.com just then in his in his tweet phrasing. <clears throat> You know, they got all those
0: bruises on them, and uh, I went into a bad wow, place. Wow, wow. Purvisoid. I'm falling. Wow. Yeah,
1: no, I know that's what the bruises are from. <laughs> the, but I then mean, you entered a totally new level of Purvisoid that I'm not comfortable even acknowledging. I mean, on the subject of
2: Purvisoids, I have seen <laughs> some feedback on how this this Academy Awards was uh, kind of misogynist or hateful towards women. How so? Super cleavy. Well, Things, uh, I mean, things like the 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 I saw your boobs song oh, and there yeah. were, uh, a couple of Seth MacFarlane's jokes, maybe.
1: Yeah, it's he's a. Uh, I mean, he goes to the goes to the gutter. There's a lot. There's like a fair amount of people being like,
0: "Oh, you know, like I I I saw a much more positive response to the I saw your boobs song than I thought I was going to," and that I do the Brazzers I, forums. <laughs> like, I'm I'm usually not. <laughs> I usually am more apt to get annoyed at people who take offense at a joke than at a joke itself. But that joke actually did irritate me because it was just like, well, there are all these women here who are being honored for their talent and, you know, like... Their abilities as actresses. They pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. Except the lar- and now nothing. you are reducing them to nothing more than sets of boobs. Except the
1: larger joke of that is that this is a stupid thing that he did. That's why I think that should have been a yeah, shorter I, bit. Yeah, but I don't feel like putting in that context excuses you. it necessarily. I think it. if it was a shorter bit, it could have worked. But I, I don't think it even worked. I don't even think it was terrible. But uh, it was weird for that setting. Yeah. But hey, sometimes to make up for that, you need... Several musical numbers from movies that people a, don't remember winning Academy. Get a awards.
2: CGI character to come up and present an award. I yeah, I'm never a shit. fan of that.
1: Never a fan of that. So, uh, I, although I did like hearing uh, T- the TED voice announce the some of the, no- the nominee Ago. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, perhaps we should move along to handing out our own awards. Our own awards, the floppies. But well, you. we're back to the floptacular, flop Academy Awards. First up. Dan McCoy, Rated R, (laughs) is playing at right now. (laughs) So uh, I'd like to
0: uh, give out the first award of the evening. Uh, Best Supporting Actor, or my Best Supporting Actor, Goes to Luis Guz- Guzman <laughs> in Journey to the Mysterious Island. I heartily endorse that, yeah. For sneaking a celluloid closet-style coded homosexual <laughs> love affair between himself and The Rock into a kid's movie <laughs> with the help of only a few 3D berries.
2: Yeah, uh, that, that coincided with my best excuse to stare at The Rock's pecs <laughs> to Journey to...
1: Uh, Well, I actually should I continue with Journey Two or should I? Well, why not? Journey Two sweep. uh, Just for me personally. Do what your body wants. Best Picture was a tie (laughs) between Journey Two, The Mysterious Island, and The Last Godfather. (laughs) (laughs) Every (laughs) day, I I was considering
0: giving out that award, and those were the two I was going to
1: pick. (laughs) They were, but I, you know, that's. It goes without saying. Journey Two was delightful, and The Last Godfather was insane. <laughs> <laughs> looking looking back over the years, podcasts, I
2: am crushed to see that I did not get to watch that movie with you guys. Yeah,
1: well, I have the, I own the DVD still, so you can you can watch it. Uh, no, you don't have the Blu-ray? No, I don't have it on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. I, Owl didn't get me the Blu-ray copy. <laughs> uh i would like to give out the award for least amount of movie in a movie this year and it goes to the devil inside where barely anything happened and the movie didn't even have an ending you had to go to the internet to find it
0: yeah uh on a similar note i would like to give the Stuart face down on the floor watching oogie loves award for a movie that almost broke me and that too goes to the devil inside <laughs> The film I had to purchase twice for fourteen ninety nine each time, even though its approximate retail value is thirty nine cents. <laughs> that's very that's you rounding up. Uh, my next one, uh,
2: I had, it was a three way tie for uh, I think the best Nicolas Cage performance in a movie we mm-hmm. watched this mm-hmm. year. Which went to Seeking Justice, The Raven, and Ghost Rider's Spirit of Vengeance.
1: <laughs> it's interesting because I actually gave the Nicolas Cage Award for Best Actor to Nicolas Cage for everything. Weird. Because I gave the coveted cagius
0: cage award for the Nick Cage's performance of the year to John Cusack for the Paperboy.
1: That's interesting. I would have done the same, given him the cagius cage, but I actually gave him the less than zero award for two performances that totally cancel each other out for the Raven and the Paperboy. I felt the Paperboy was so amazing and the Raven was so bland, cancel each other out as if Nick C- as if J- John Cusack had never existed.
0: Uh, the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind Award for movie I totally forgot we watched this last year goes to Immortals.
1: Oh, I gave Immortals. that to One for the money. <laughs> <laughs> one for the money was actually a contender for the movie I enjoyed the most. <laughs> really? Wow. Well, it
0: was, it was inoffensive and it had some jokes.
1: Uh, I gave it the movie I most forgot we watched award. <laughs> Uh, Here, the Sucker Punch Award for Making Crazy Ideas Totally Boring goes to The (laughs) Paperboy. Runner-up, Total Recall. Uh,
0: This is actually my final uh, award of the night. Oh, I've got quite a few more. Uh, That's fine. But my final award goes to the Least Serious Treatment of a Terrible Disease Award, a tie this year between a little bit of heaven's cute and sassy treatment of ass cancer, and, of course, The Last Godfather, a wacky (laughs) cognitive that's clearly about a mentally disabled
1: middle-aged Korean man. (laughs) Uh, Stuart, what else have you got?
2: I don't have much more other than, uh, did you guys remember we watched uh, The Three Musketeers this year?
1: (laughs) That was this year? (laughs) Yeah, that was this year. So that was worst performance for Christoph Waltz, I guess, this year.
2: I thought it was best performance for Orlando Bloom.
0: <laughs> Lando Bloom? L-
1: L- L- Lando Bloom. Bloom. That's that's when he dresses up as Billy D. Williams. He's just Lando Bloom. Yeah, he won the movie in a game of cards. Uh, I'm going to give the award for most nonsensical use of leaves. Uh-oh. Well, we're just coming in right now. The winner, a, a, a thousand words <laughs> for the leaves equals words in a mystical man tree soul bond. Now, I know what you're thinking. The Odd Life of Timothy Green should should have won. It had two nominations uh, growing leaves from an ankle and making a pencil out of leaves. I guess that they split the vote. And so the odd life of Timothy Green loses the most nonsensical use of leaves award. That's
0: a, that's a, that's a, that's
1: a it was close. It was a close, close a call. Sad. But that hey, what's one. this? Don't You're not going home empty-handed, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, because here's the best Ayn Rand adaptation we watched this year, The Odd Life of Timothy Green. <laughs> the story of an iconoclastic innovation in the private market that saves the town without government interference. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they don't get free health care, so Timothy Green dies. Oh, uh, here's That's what happened? <laughs> well, something like that. <laughs> I thought he beats dragon to another town. He, he didn't beat dragon, no.
0: dragon away.
1: Uh, now here's, this is a, usually a very, very hard-fought category each year, very contentious. Best use of a lemon in seducing a woman who it turns out isn't really interested in you, but is just setting you up for a trap set by a vengeful circus ringmaster. <laughs> and it goes to passion play. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you Damn. forgot about that, didn't You forgot about it. Uh, moving on, least amount of abducting in a film goes to abduction, <laughs> in which the main character, it turns out, was never abducted, but was being hid by secret agents <laughs> pretending to be his parents. Do
2: you uh, think they named it abduction to draw people in with the promise of an abduction in the movie? I
1: think they were looking for something that emphasized abs. <laughs> okay. Uh, there was also the best use of time bricks. It goes to the movie In Time. In Time also wins Most Confusing Use of Olivia Wilde. (laughs) And, of course, Best Perching of Old People on a Ship's Mast goes to Battleship. (laughs) For its scene of old people just hanging out perching on a ship's mast. What are they doing there? We don't know. Uh, There's the Special Minority Report Award for Setting Up a Penalty That Never Actually Happens goes to a thousand words for telling us Eddie Murphy will die when he runs out of words, but instead he's fine. (laughs) The exact exact opposite happens. He is not dead. And I think this will be my final award for the night. Uh, Best movie Stuart totally wishes he had seen. (laughs) Trespass. (laughs) Runner-up, Last Godfather. (laughs) Thanks for throwing in the addendum there.
0: Yeah. so, uh, just a, a little talk, I feel like, is is uh, good at this point about movies that we enjoyed this past year. Do we, we enjoy movies? about them. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, you know, we don't have a proper year in review uh, episode. This is the closest uh, we come to it. Yeah. So
1: two months into the next year. Mm-hmm.
0: Once everyone will have forgotten everything
1: that we're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I but- had to go back to my list of movies I saw this year um i i just like to say yeah, that's an actual
0: list you make every year. I,
1: every year i keep a list of the movies i watched that year yeah i'm up to this is kind of crazy but i think i'm on my 43rd or 44th movie so far this year mm, not yet the end of crazy. february it's nuts what my i tell my wife that out of pride want- and she says we need to spend more time together <laughs> do you put the flop house movies in italics or something no i just list them <laughs> Look, I'm not ashamed. Sometimes I'm ashamed. When I, writing out the Oogie Loves in the Big Balloon Adventure <laughs> was a test. I'll admit was a test of my personal honesty. And you're like, why does Microsoft Word keep telling me this is wrong? <laughs> the paperclip comes out and says, excuse me, are you sure you want to admit that? <laughs> it looks like you're making a mistake. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, you were saying. It looks like you're writing a confession. <laughs>
0: Uh no I just uh, when talking about movies that we like this past year um I'm sure we all went about it in different ways uh I didn't want to necessarily focus on the best movies of the year because it's all the usual suspects like the usual many,
1: suspects came out like 20 years ago
0: yeah many of
1: which actually did all get nominated didn't, for well he, he just made it all verbal is just yeah. making should, up the story yeah, he's it
2: all up. why should
1: I give a shit I thought he just Oh. That's why he showed all that stuff in Chaz Palmentary's office. I thought Chaz Palmentary just didn't like his <laughs> coffee. <laughs> and smashed it on yeah. the floor. Um, no, I, I just want to say that like
0: my, fa- my favorite movie of the year, in my opinion, the best movie of the year was The Master. But I'm not going to go f- sort of further in that direction. I'm just going to talk about... The Beach Girls? Uh, I'm just going to list a few <laughs> movies that I thought were... Either underseen in that they were not huge box office hits, or they're underrated in that maybe they didn't get a lot of uh, critical praise. Often because they are more genre-y films that don't get that kind of critical praise. So,
1: mm-hmm. so this is stuff to watch on an airplane. Yeah, no, this is, <laughs> these are enjoyable movies. One and a half thumbs up movies. No, these are movies
0: that I really like. <laughs> zombie this last bite year. off the other half <laughs> yeah. of the thumb. <laughs> They may be a little sillier, uh, but I really enjoyed them. Okay, uh, I'm not going to judge you, dude. Just say it. Yeah, Haywire, the Steven Soderbergh, uh, mixed it's very, this movie. year yeah, very was fun good. movie. Uh, Cabin in the Woods,
1: yeah, of course, loved it. Uh, lockout, aka Space Jail. Oh man, that was a lot of fun, actually. For Best yeah, Picture, that that For Lockout, when, if you if you if, if you were allowed to give a Best Picture to kind of like a fun by the numbers genre movie that managed to heighten just through like. Charm, then that's the one I would give it to. Yeah, Yeah. Space Jail was a lot of fun.
0: Uh, Headhunters, which was a a foreign uh, thriller uh, based on a book by Joe Nesbo, who uh, was a popular Scandinavian thriller writer. Uh, Killer Joe. Um, Dread, which I actually enjoyed quite a bit. Is that different from Dread 3D? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, at home, it's... uh,
1: it would be uh, just Dread and uh, Premium Rush. That's yeah, I enjoyed that a lot too. The silly bicycle movie. That's one that, uh, depending on who you talk to in our office, was either a really good movie or a really bad movie. But I have to admit, I liked that a lot. I thought that was really fun. And frankly, I would have uh, nominated Michael Shannon, I think, for Best Supporting Actor for that for his role as the evil but kind of stupid yeah, uh, I, I didn't actually make Ruxel it to see Cop. it, but I've, I've heard only good
2: things about it's his a lot, crazy performance.
1: It's a lot of fun, and his performance manages to harness – he always seems crazy. Yeah. Always. And Except sometime,
2: in Bug, where he is totally right. <laughs> that's, the government is trying to bug that it, guy. It, yeah,
1: they're just trying to annoy him. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about. The Government's bugging me. <laughs> Stop poking me, government. Uh, but like – or in Bug, or My Son, My Son, What Have You Done, or – Revolutionary Road, he comes off as super nuts all the time, and in Premium Rush, they managed to make him a little bit more of a grounded character who also is still crazy, and uh, he pulls it off really nicely. So it's like
2: all his crazy characters had sex with his character from uh, that bo- Boardwalk Empire, and they gave birth to a half-crazy, half-normal baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> which was sent to an orphanage. And
1: then – wait – is his character from an orphanage or no? No. Okay. Just saying, it was raised. It wasn't raised by people. It was raised by spirits okay. in an abandoned monastery. <laughs> oh,
2: that's oh, this is great. <laughs> let me write this down.
1: Okay. You, let, what about and you, Stuart? Script, what were some of your favorites of the year?
2: Um. Well, I mean, of course, The Hobbit: An Unexpected Journey. <laughs> I don't think that's a big surprise. Yeah. No. Um. I threw. I mean. Anytime Peter Jackson puts out a movie that isn't the lovely bones, it's probably gonna go up there in the t- in my, my favorite movies. Uh Cabin of the Woods, of course. Uh, Looper. Did you say Looper?
0: I didn't say Looper because I thought that it got enough attention, but I think I enjoyed that movie but a lot. But you like Looper, because Looper's great. I liked Looper a lot also.
2: Um I thought there were some pretty good big like big
1: action movies like Die obviously. and Good Day to Die Hard. Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> no, that was this <laughs> year. You know, wait, you'll wait till next year's tacular if you tell me like, how much you like, like that. Like The Dark Knight Rises,
2: The Avengers, and Skyfall, I think we're all, we're all good, big budget action movies. But um, I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to throw in a movie that was a December 2011 release. Is that
1: – uh, l- I think we're going to have to ask for your badge and gun. Oh, off of and ask you Weird, why that's you've a got a na- badge gun. <laughs> that's the
2: nicest police chief I've ever seen.
1: I think I'm gonna have to ask you so for your badge and gun if that's okay. Uh-huh. Mm, don't hate me. <laughs> um,
2: I'd say uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene hmm. really affected me. Uh, if anything, because John Hawks is fucking
1: awesome. He is awesome. He's hawksome.
2: Um, and for a small genre picture. Ty West's The Innkeepers was great. I enjoyed that a
1: lot. lot. I actually have to admit I enjoyed it more when it wasn't being scary. Yeah, well— I loved—if that had been a movie about two people working in a hotel who try to find a ghost and don't, I would have—I think it might have been my favorite movie of the year after Moonrise Kingdom. But instead it went for scares. But, I mean, when it, com- when it comes to scares, scares, he's, he's great at He's it. great. But there was just something, the scenes between them, it was like watching a really great sitcom pilot in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, the characters felt very real and interacted in a way I liked, and it was very funny. And it was weird to just see Lena Dunham show up for one scene.
0: There's something about that movie, too, that I, it was beautifully shot in a way that kind of reminds me of movies that I grew up with as a kid, and I can't kind of put my finger on what, did like the technique, like the way the camera moved, reminded me of kind of that early Spielberg era. Well, that's not so,
1: Ty West stuff. does so much stuff that is of a of an earlier era yeah. in his style. And because it
2: was shot in like an old bed and breakfast, it totally reminded me of yes, Puppet Master. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: awesome, Puppet Master. <laughs> Full moon, Thanks, it, full moon pictures, Puppet Masters.
1: <laughs> in case you were thinking, it was the Puppet Masters, which is not the movie he's talking about, based on the Robert Heinlein novel. Uh, so I, Elliot, I mean, my picks are pretty, pretty standard. I was trying to think. I didn't see a lot. Usually, I don't see independent and foreign films until a year or two later when they're on video. And mm-hmm. I was trying to keep myself to just stuff I saw. Why don't you just go down to Canal the Street theaters. and buy them from some guy off of a blanket? I don't buy anything off a of blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Just a principle I have. Sure. I'll eat things off a of blanket. I'll go to picnics. Come okay. on. I'm yeah. not going to buy something off a of blanket. What am I, an animal? <laughs> That's what animals do. Um, anyway, but my favorite movie overall, I think was Moonrise Kingdom. Um, but I liked Innkeepers a lot. My favorite big movie was The Avengers. And there was something inside of me as a longtime Marvel zombie who re- really enjoyed how successful that movie? Like, took pride in how successful it was in a weird way, uh, even though, like, you feel justified in liking Marvel comics. Exactly. All these years. Now I find now it must be the way you feel about Game of Thrones and George R. R. Martin. Now that that show's a big hit,
2: kind of. Except I don't watch the show anymore because I am too much of a nerd <laughs> that
1: likes the books. But uh, I mean, the only thing that make that makes it bittersweet is that none of the people who create any of those characters got a dime, which was terrible. But uh, hey, what are you gonna do? The movie was still good, right? Um, I thought Skyfall up to the moment when, up to the point when they leave the supervillain island was fantastic and one of the better Bond movies I've seen in a, I think in a long time or in total. Uh, and I liked a lot of the ones you guys mentioned, Looper, Cabin in the Woods. I liked Silver Linings Playbook a lot. Uh, it managed to be a, in some ways corny by the numbers Hollywood romantic movie, but in a way that. Hid that enough that I really enjoyed it. And it starred Flophouse fave Bradley Cooper. It starred mm-hmm. Bradley Koopsie. Who is literally limitless. And you got – and not only was Jennifer Lawrence giving a great performance in it, but she got to see her butt in very tight pants. Yeah. Not uh, gross. That's, that, that's, not gross at all. That's called value added. Value <laughs> <laughs> – exactly. Uh, I liked Beasts of the Southern Wild a lot. And for sure – for in terms of sheer spectacle, I really enjoyed Prometheus – If you don't try to figure out the character motivations because they don't exist and you don't convince yourself there's something more going on in the movie than what you're seeing, I really enjoyed it a lot. But what if we met our creator and he hated us, Elliot? I almost have to assume he would. (laughs) There's no way I see the creator of humanity meeting us and being like, yes, you you got it perfect. You nailed it. That's exactly what I intended you to be like. I think it would happen almost like that way and look, toddlers and tiaras that's what i wanted <laughs> i think there's maybe <laughs> at premium russia like i think there's no scene though of the year that i got as much sheer visceral joy out of as her using that robot to <laughs> pull a baby squid out of her belly yeah <laughs> that was uh, like and then it just stapling her shut like <laughs> so that is the kind of scene that i couldn't see working in any other medium and it was so crazy <laughs> and so wholeheartedly sold you know Yeah. i
0: remember being cornered at my uh, birthday party this last year by a very drunk friend uh, who was complaining about that scene because he's like, oh, and then she just, you know, she got up and she was running around for the rest of the the movie. Like, like you can't do that with, like, a major abdominal surgery. And I'm like, you don't understand.
1: This that- is a movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, if you were worried about that logic, we wouldn't get the scene where a robot pulled an alien out of her. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> What's
2: with all the magic? Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't look. What's
0: yeah. with space? Tr- Space travel That's across the thing. galaxies. If you just saw, Why does that guy
1: look like Peter O'Toole? If you just saw a robot give an emergency C-section to an astronaut uh-huh. and pull a squid baby out and staple her shut and you're in a space pod and she's, run being, she's running from an nice. alien and you're like, she'd never be able to run like that with those staples in, then you should not be watching that movie. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask for your badge and your gun
2: <laughs> in that I, movie. But I feel that level of uh, like that suspension of disbelief up seems to... For some reason, I feel like The Avengers gets a pass, whereas a movie like Prometheus doesn't, when, like, The Avengers is filled with crazy, ridiculous
1: comic book logic, but people are like,
2: oh, okay, whatever, yay, he's Thor, bullshit, whatever. I think because a hammer. lot of
1: people seem to convince themselves for some reason that Prometheus was not, like, a crazy popcorn movie, which is what it is. They thought that this was going to be, like, some kind of meditation on humanity, and then you apply some kind of logic or meaning to it. But it's like this crazy popcorn movie. It's like and uh, you know filled with like images of heavy metal album covers. Exactly. <laughs> and for the and on that level, I adored it. So there you go. Uh
0: so we've kind of given our recommendations there, I would say. So I would say yeah. let's uh skip the recommendation
1: segment. I'd here say that too.
0: And make our last segment of the evening letters.
1: Letters. Yay! Letters are brought to you by you. <laughs> i mean the, not hand i'm not hand brought to you brought to you by the letter u and the letter letter <laughs> so these letters are brought to you by the invention of writing thanks ancient babylon
0: <laughs> so this uh this missive is from
1: andy lasting withheld thanks andy. andy for writing in wait i should have waited till i yeah i heard what he said
2: ellie it sucks
1: <laughs> oh why did i thank him He says, your podcast
0: always makes my day. I've listened to your back catalog at least three times. And at this point, I I think I owe you some form of repayment. But Mm -hmm. since I'm not gainfully employed at the moment, allow me to pay you in internet money, a.k.a. memes.
1: Okay. I mean, you're listening to us is payment enough.
0: As you may know, The Walking Dead recently featured a zombie child named Penny. I'm avoiding spoilers here, I promise. I don't care.
1: (laughs) I mean, I don't watch that show. I watch it. Uh,
0: She's both adorable and terrifying because, well, she's a zombie child. So I ask you, what if Zombie Penny met a dinosaur <laughs> who would eat whom? What if the dinosaur was also a zombie? That's what I was going to ask. The possibilities are endless, and I look forward to hearing your theories. The, the
1: possibilities are not
0: endless. There
2: are
1: four endless <laughs> <That's>, possibilities. Actually, <laughs> you were incorrect.
2: So tied in with the best of episode, I do want to say best zombie baby still goes to the zombie baby in Dead Alive mm-hmm. slash Braindead. Mm-hmm. And best zombie dinosaurs go to Scud the Disposable,
1: Sass, in the comic book. Oh, yeah, those are some great zombie dinosaurs in that.
0: Uh now here I mean here's the question if zombie penny <laughs> bit a dinosaur does the zombie uh disease carry over to a dinosaur
1: i have to assume it's an interspecies disease yeah yeah if a uh, monkey if <clears throat> a monkey scratch can sure. give it to you as in dead alive sure then i mean that was a sp- special kind of monkey but, but these still. are
2: <laughs> these are extinct they some stupid old monkey it
1: wasn't just some old bonobo <laughs> they they found in the bottom of a laundry hamper or something
0: being extinct animals maybe they have a different
1: resistance to this zombie d- disease or i would say it's more likely that they are more susceptible to it when you are you when you have had the... no exposure to a disease it's usually worse for you <laughs> the dinosaurs i will were killed by zombies <laughs> if no because they'd still be
0: walking
2: <laughs> they around by, they, were, they were killed by
1: babies <laughs> An army of babies sent now, back to the past now to save the, our world. What
2: I'm more interested in is: Does the zombie baby have really strong teeth, or does the dinosaur have really weak uh, skin? Yeah, because babies could bite my hand all the time. And they're not going to fuck it up. Like, yeah, I won't bleed at all. And dinosaurs have super my, thick skin, and their skin, I would assume,
1: is thicker than mine. Yeah, you can insult them all day; it doesn't even <laughs> phase them.
0: Also, like I don't, like, I don't that. I feel like the dinosaur would have to sort of like walk by the baby, like within
1: Is it a baby or a is it a very, toddler?
0: Oh. I two don't know.
1: very different things. Because a toddler can just chase it Yeah, I think I think the, I think the answer it, I think the answer to this is, is need more facts. Is I is think it this a is a little mover. This is what would happen. The dinosaur begins swallowing the child. Okay. The child, not dead because it's a zombie, bites the softer flesh on the inside of the dinosaur's throat. So
2: probably pretty tough.
1: It I don't think it's gonna be that tough. It's still like you know, mucous membrane and things like that, uh, okay. right? I don't know what goes on inside a person or an animal, but you got to believe there's softer parts in there. All right. And then the dinosaur gets zombified, but the kid is still inside the dinosaur's belly, eating its way out from the inside, but can't get through the skin. So it just kind of ricochets around forever inside this immortal zombie dinosaur. So
2: it doesn't have, like, a porky pig, that's all, folks, where it bursts out of the <laughs> out of the dinosaur's the Maybe it comes belly. out of the
1: dinosaur's pooper. <laughs> okay. Oh... <laughs> Okay, I'm into that. <laughs>
0: uh, this one is titled Peaches the Musical from Andrea L.N. Withheld. Is and that a musical
2: based on the works of the artist Peaches? Well, yeah, here
0: here we go. Hey, guys, I really like you and you make me laugh, especially when you talk about crazy and plausible off-the-wall ideas like Peaches starring in a musical. But wait, that really happened. She did a one-woman production of Jesus Christ Superstar. Which Elliot mentions is a sing-along favorite. Yeah,
1: it's one of my favorite musicals.
0: As far as I know, she only did it a few times in Berlin, but I was delighted to watch it and it was by far one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. It included her playing Jesus and at the end being crucified on a cross made of papier-mâché phalluses. I'm sure I'm not sure you can see the full thing anywhere, but here's a clip. Also, roll I'll, it. <laughs> I'll I'll throw the clip up. On the uh, on the. So website. is there anything we
1: need to know before you set up this clip? <laughs> no. <laughs> peaches. <laughs> peaches. Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> we can't. It's not a video podcast. Oh,
0: sorry. I'll uh, put the, the clip on the website. Uh, Wait, was this
1: letter written by Peaches? Is that what <laughs> No, but she's here to promote it. Oh, okay. Also, I just to want to say, I'm an,
0: I'm an American living in New Zealand, and I need to keep listening to you it's every day. Pronounce New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to keep listening to you every day so I don't slip into this horrible accent.
1: Now that's, come on. It's a lovely, mm. silly, it's a, silly accent. It's a wonderful accent. And it's way better than the South African accent. Come on. You heard those Ooh, those people talk? Take it's that, like, Invictus. <laughs> take that, District 9. Uh, but
2: seriously, New Zealand accent, amazing. I like it, yeah. Lobo Marungo
1: <laughs> I mean, that's not the most accurate New Zealand accent.
0: Uh, this next email is uh, titled, No Subject. <gasps> what? Well, oh, it's a mystery sure.
1: box. <laughs>
0: uh, it's from That Which We Dare Not Speak Its Name. Oh, okay. And he says...
1: Nyarlathotep, The Crawling Chaos, I'll
0: say it. David Kalin. <laughs>
1: Oh, no. no, no, no! It Leslie better not Jones. be. <laughs> okay. He says,
0: "Dear Flopazoids, to echo a question from the site comments, I would also like to know what's going on with Elliot and Hallie. Is she merely his work wife, or is she Elliot's manic pixie dream girl?" Sorry to ignore your art and concentrate on the personal lives of the artists, but everyone else at work has a reality show they follow religiously, and I do not. While I need to fit in with others, I still have the hipster need for upmanship. I'm—I think he means one upmanship. What I'm, I'm <laughs> is that like when you get next job, to life in Mario? <laughs> I'm far too cool to lower myself to the level of the Kardashians or the Real Housewives. I need a reality show full of uh, ironic cultural references. Uh-huh. What better subject matter for such a show than the real scripted lives of those that make up uh, randacious cultural references about movies? At season end, that's you can not have a, word. a <laughs> Wait, maybe that's like, a New Zealand all, word. All hour at season end. <laughs> At season end, you could have a wrap-up podcast about the making of the podcast podcast. No, we
1: would do just like they do on Bravo. We'd have a show right after each episode that talks about that previous episode.
0: But uh, to get to the meat of this question... I saw a comment on the Rock of Ages uh, podcast online uh, that this gentleman is referring to. I did not uh, see that comment. Intimating some sort of romance between you and Hallie, which... Whoa, whoa. And calling And calling me a third wheel on that episode, which I found odd because we spent a lot of that Rock of Ages episode talking about how Hallie and I were singing <laughs> along to the songs together and you refused to sing.
1: Hey, well, look, I don't know. I can't explain the mind of the comment writer, but I would say Hallie and I are just good friends. Uh... <laughs> We ha- She is just my office mate, and if anything, we have more of a brother-sister relationship. Yeah, that's what I was
0: going to say. I, as someone who works down the hall from you, you guys are more like twins than you and your twin are, I feel like. Yeah, like
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. <laughs> she <laughs> lifts up wait. the backs of cars, and I'm like, hey, mom had twins? Oh, way to go.
0: Yeah, you're a goofy brother and sister for sure.
1: The I would say anyone who walks into our office and sees that the door is closed to our office, no, we're not doing it. We're just bad-mouthing Doing the people what? we work with. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's no romance there. The only romance is between me and my lovely wife.
0: So this last
1: letter of the show... Of the Floptacular Flop Awards is letters from, section. Is from... Rated R. David, Elliott's brother, last name <laughs> Oh, appalled. God in heaven. <laughs> dear dear <laughs> Flopazoids, what the... Wait, is Flopazoids suddenly Flopazoids. what we are now? <laughs> Uh, flopazoids God. sounds like a really crappy 80s Ninja Turtles ripoff. <laughs> like, we're the four Flopazoids. We come from the future and really floppy, I guess. Look, I don't know.
2: Uh, Th- that would be a crappy show. <laughs> Got canceled
0: two minutes into the first episode. <laughs> he writes, I was listening to your most recent Nick Cage Nick extravaganza, sentence. which was totally recorded after the Bratz live event and had a few grievances I had to air. General
1: While- grievances. <laughs>
2: Why does he have a heart inside a robot Why
1: jet? is he still coughing when he's a robot? And a few grievances I had to air <laughs> He doesn't while, have an esophagus.
0: While Elliot and Stuart moan irritatedly in the background. Oh, First of all, I want to make it clear to everyone that while I do appreciate... <laughs> <laughs> I want to make it clear to everyone that while I do appreciate the support from writers clamoring for my freedom, I have not been locked in a cell, forced to wear an iron mask, or kept from watching football by my brother or other house hosts though considering how the Giants have played the past two months, obviously this is an old letter, perhaps the last one.
1: Yeah, the Super Bowl was like 100 years ago. would not be so awful.
0: Why Elliot would spread such lies is beyond me, but I hope the listening public hasn't become too concerned about my well-being. I can almost guarantee that they have not. <laughs> next, I believe my brother.
1: No, even the letter reader is taking
0: pot shots. Next, I believe my brother referred to the All Thing as a traditional Viking meeting place. While the original Althing in Iceland was established by Viking descendants sometime around 930 AD, I believe Iceland's National Assembly, which has met continuously since then, is the only gathering or legislative body to have actually taken the name Althing, which I learned <laughs> when, when I went to, he see went to Iceland. The Althing's original meeting place in uh, Thingvellir National Park in Iceland this past summer. They
1: only had one word at the time, <laughs> "thing," so everything was "thing" back then.
0: Uh, I suppose I could be wrong about this, and if I am, I have no doubt Elliot will waste little time telling me so. No. <laughs> Lastly, I was shocked and appalled to hear Elliot's offense and anger over the thoughtless gift he received from a quote close relative. Was the National Treasure Criterion Collection DVD block set I gave him for his thirtieth birthday? It's Not a block good set. <laughs> it's a set of blocks. <laughs> <laughs> Your irritant and/or brother David.
1: Uh, the present I got was not from him. I will not reveal the identity or the gift, as it might reveal the identity or the occasion. Uh, but needless to say, David, thanks for writing in. Please never do again. <laughs> I'm actually going to see him this Friday, <laughs> and I will have to needle him about this.
0: Um. So, guys,
1: I guess he didn't like when at the at the live screening we called out called him out and let the audience gaze upon his magnificence.
0: Yeah. Well, you know. I I I feel like that that would be uh, the source of his strength. <laughs> what people's like, attention? Yeah, like Superman
2: gaining power from the Earth's yellow sun. Oh yeah. I thought he gained power from the shadows that he slinks around in, <laughs> Who like am some I? kind of Rat Man. <laughs> <laughs> what Is what my mouth? brother you're talking about?
1: Yeah, <laughs> some <laughs> kind of Rat Man.
2: <laughs> like some kind of uh like sewer dwelling chud figure like some kind of
1: sports loving chud <laughs> just a chud with a football helmet on <laughs> biting people's legs off It'd totally
2: be a good idea if like
1: you're a chud, chud to, to bud the chud <laughs> <laughs> that was the high times chud crossover <laughs> well uh another
0: floptacular
1: and of is... course chud three national lampoons club chud vacation <laughs> Starring is it a club
2: run by chuds or is it a club that is chud uh, the only people
1: who ever watched it have gone insane (laughs) and then there's (laughs) so nobody knows and there's (laughs) but the poster is a chuds head between a bunch of boobs (laughs) there's c hud
0: starring paul newman (laughs) but uh that's another flop tapular come and gone we need to sign off uh for the flop house, I've been Dan McCoy.
1: I'm still Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalen. Good night, everybody. Good night. Keep reaching for the stars, but only with their permission. <laughs> good night. That was, good,
2: that was a good warm-up, guys. Let's uh start the real one, right? <laughs>
1: fucking just go with it dude just go with it starring adam sandler brooklyn decker cameron De- no she no, wasn't in there. Jennifer, jennifer aniston, aniston jennifer and a nicole meows- nicole man kid
0: <laughs> yeah. and uh dave matthews
1: right i from the dave matthews was he band. no no his name is dave matthews band david matthews
2: <laughs> dave m band
1: <laughs>